0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. City
2: Acrocos is a Bay Crocos production. <laughs>
1: Così come quella della Roma. Il rinvio di Provedele finisce qui. La Lazio ha vinto il derby numero 179 della capitale. Battendo la Roma per 1-0. Ha deciso la rete di Felipe Anderson al ventinovesimo minuto del primo tempo. Sul clamoroso sbarione da parte di Ibanez e la Lazio che così scavalca la Roma e sale al terzo posto della classifica. E raggiunge di conseguenza la hey Chronicles. The morning after, well, so it's the lunchtime after uh, the night before this feels like, because this was the weekend when we had the Derby d'Italia, we had the Derby di Roma, and we had a little bit of a, a warm-up for all of that with Atalanta Napoli on Saturday. It's a huge weekend in Serie A, and Mina and I thought, why don't we get an extra person on to help us get through it all? We've got Adriano del Monte on today as a special guest who was live at the Olimpico. I'm going to bring him in in just one second, and Mina as well. Just wanted to let you know before we get started today that we are have been talking about um what we're going to be doing when the league takes a break in just a few days. We're going to be doing some sort of World Cup podcast. We haven't quite worked out all the details just yet, but just so you know in advance, even though Italy aren't there, we're gonna we're gonna give you some content through the World Cup as well. So that's to look forward to. Also, my producer wants uh, wants me to let you know that we've got Patreon videos now, so we're going to be start uploading video content of our podcast onto there so that you can watch us as well as listen to us if you so prefer. But, Mina, hi, and also hello to Adriano. I guess we should uh, start with the important question for Adriana, which is, Adriano, you were in Rome, you were at the derby. What did you have for dinner before the game? <laughs> After the game, probably it's an early kick
2: Wonderful question. Great to be with you both, as always. You know how it is when you're traveling covering these games. I didn't actually get to eat before oh, the game. That was the sort of day I was having. So, <laughs> But I did get myself, obviously due to the very, very nice and the friendly 6 p.m. kickoff, I was able to enjoy a nice carbonata after the match had finished. So I had a 10.30 p.m. dinner last night not too far from my hotel and it's been a busy week but certainly a good way to, to end the week with another Derby della Capitale.
1: Absolutely. Mina, can you rival that Saturday, Sunday night dinner or have you got nothing
0: to match that? I don't even remember like what day it is at the moment. Like, I feel like I'm really. Have you ever had that feeling when you just wake up from a nap and you're like, where am I? I feel like that right now. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, so all I can tell you is that when I travel to Italy, I always end up not eating because of the timings and everything's closed. And I get used to London where there's always food at any time of year. And it's just not like that around everywhere else.
1: Yeah, that is true. It's very different in Italy. I always think when when people ask me for the the Olimpico specifically for, for that, there's a, a little place called Trappizzino near the stadium that does these sort of um, very Roman sandwiches. They've got, if you're mm-hmm. brave enough, you can have things like tripe in them, which is a very Roman dish. Personally, I can't stomach tripe. It's not for me, but they have some less um, controversial choices as well. But we should get to the game. Uh, let's start <laughs> with that one. There were three really big games I said this weekend in Serie a. But certainly uh, the Derby di Roma was one of the big ones. Lazio beating Roma 1-0 despite no milinkovic savic no Ciro Immobile. I think if you'd said that to me at the start of the season, I would have been pretty shocked if that was um, how that game would shake out. But of course, the Derby is always the Derby. Adriano, let's start with the, I guess, the big picture question. You were there live. Did you think this was more a reflection of what Lazio did right or what Roma did wrong.
2: Very interesting way to put it, to get going. Obviously, the the match from the atmosphere in that experience always uh, lives up to expectations. The match on the pitch... A strange one, especially the first half hour, both teams very, very slow to get going. Obviously Lazio taking a, a full advantage of a mistake defensively by Ibanez and then Felipe Anderson with the goal. Look, in the end, I have to give the credit to Lazio because they, they, they held firm. They've been so strong defensively over the course of the season. They were without arguably their two best players, and they come away with three points in their away Olympico visit. So a slightly hostile atmosphere towards them. And, and I, I was very impressed with the way that they they stuck they stuck firm and then they held out, they got the points. Roma, I was very disappointed with their, particularly their attacking approach, particularly their lack of creativity and idea in the final third Zaniolo, Tammy abraham there were just not enough answers uh, on the night, and they just didn't feel like they were going to score. I was watching the match from pitch side, and I was in the Roma attacking half in the second half, and. With exception to one or two half chances, which weren't even really there, I just did not feel that the response was coming. The hunger was there from the Lazio players; they were they were going in for their challenges. They were they were passionate. And in the end, I think it was the the fair result. Although you I think, disagreed with that post match. But <laughs> yeah, in the end, for me, fair result, Lazio. Very very important three points, of course, now to get back up to third.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting that the way the two teams approached it because it felt like a game. You know, both of these teams, to some extent, I would say more Roma normally, but perhaps the, the balance shift of Lazio. being without Milinkovic-Savic, are quite content playing without the ball. And at times it felt like that was a real awkwardness on both sides was how are we going to be the one counterattacking? And, and I, 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 yeah, it made, made for a very strange game where you had two teams that didn't quite know what to do when they had the ball, seemed much happier when they didn't have it. Uh, Mina, I know you've just been having some, looks like you have some mic issues over there, but I, um, I'd i love to get your perspective just on on how, how Lazio handled the lack of Milinkovic Savage, because I think when you watch them normally, so much of their play goes through him, so much of sort of the, the play out from the back just goes straight to him. And it's like, okay, you start things for us. The ball goes here. And without that, they, they looked a very different team. What, what did you make of Lazio's son's
0: SMS I have to say, I kind of like the fact that Sadie is very much like, okay, I can't entertain the crowd today. I don't have some of my best players, so I'm just going to play the game that will ensure the results. (laughs) And it's like, yes, we're all becoming a little bit more pragmatic, you know, out with Guardiola, in with Mourinho type of tactics. But I think that What's really interesting about this is I thought this was kind of like the dullest game I'd watched and yeah. you would think I'd get used to that watching uh, Juventus uh, under Allegri, we'll right? Like that. I've been getting so much nap time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, I really do feel like I've been... It was so dull and what you felt in this match more than anything wasn't really the tension or it was a game where neither side wanted to lose. It was a game where you missed... DiBala, where you missed Milinkovic Savage it was more about the absences than the players present and I think that makes for a tough game to watch to be honest with you you know uh Sadie just seemed to be out there to be like all right Mourinho I'm gonna do what you need me to do I'm gonna get the points and just be really predatory and opportunistic and when we get the chance we're gonna take it and they did and one thing that I have to credit them for is the brilliant defense that they've had but I think the What's interesting in all of this is that I think it's it's about Lazio. Lazio right now are a side that, okay, they have shocked us against Atletianna, but otherwise they play really good football. But what they we're seeing now is that they can do anything that you need them to do. So they'll get you the points either way. Um, they won't always entertain like they showed, but I think it's about right now they've they're strong defensively. We know they're good attacking going in. Go, you know when going forward, but they were without their two best players. And for Roma, I think there's more questions to be asked here because why are they so bad in attack? And I do feel sorry for them in the sense that Tammy Abraham is not really scoring the chances that he was scoring. You know, Belotti, Shmurodov, all these options that they have are not really enticing to watch. They circulate the ball far too slowly and and they do make mistakes at the back. So they can't really just rely on just having a solid defense. And this is the problem that they have. They need to improve their attack. We thought we'd see more of it. And is it now just totally dependent on Dybala? Because Zaniolo is great, but he's like a guy who just wants to do everything on his own all the time. So it can be frustrating to watch. And no one is very good at finishing. So are there more questions for Roma? It's not even about the loss, because I don't think Lazio was spectacular. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, yeah, this is brilliant from Lazio. We always expect more. But for Mourinho, which way is this team going to go? Because I don't see enough in defence and I don't see enough in attack either.
1: Gosh, there's so many layers in what just got said. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, peel the onion. Well, <laughs> with Roma having problems up front and and without wanting to to hammer one guy, Tammy Abraham is is in nowhere near the form he was last season, and, and that is hurting. Um I think you mm. you can see that two ways. One of which you can sort of put responsibility on him. The other way you can look at it is to say, well, gosh, how much did he mask last season by playing very well and, and taking those chances last season? Mm. Um, because to me, the team doesn't know how to play out from the back at all, like at all. And I think that's exactly why they conceded the goal. They conceded is because <laughs> um got some pressure put on him. Pedro was smart. Pedro was, was on top of him quickly. And Ibanez just, you know, <laughs> to use the word that I feel like our old friend gab marcotti might use or i feel like i hear in the american media he shit the bed <laughs> and he turned around and didn't know where to go with it and got <laughs> dispossessed oh, and it all went wrong and yeah it, it that is something that you know without wanting to hammer the old points again it's, it's very classically problems Mourinho teams have had in the not so distant past in other places too and and is that magic starting to wear off and I, I want to sort of see it from the other side as well, which is we talked about the Lazio-Serena game quite a lot, and I, in my head, that was just this big collective sort of psychodrama that everyone had after the Milinkovic-Savage red card, where everyone lost their minds. Because actually, this is now seven clean sheets in the last eight games, I think. Which you know, then it's not just Roma who've looked like they don't know how to attack against this team. Is the point I'm trying to make, and and I think I sort of want to, in particular, highlight a bit mm, of that's um, true of uh, uh, of one particular player, which is Romagnoli, who had a really good game against, of course, his former club. Romagnoli, who we had such sort of high hopes for as a young player, never quite sort of got there at Milan. I talked about in this my little, voice, little voice note I did last night, um, but I, I sort of just want to rehighlight it. Yeah, he was the kid who, who grew up a Lazio fan, played on the other side of town, played in the, well, didn't play in the final, was on the bench in the final in 2013 and, and was enjoying the fact that he was on what the side, which he called the right side last night. And yeah, I don't know, Adriana, if you got to see any of um any of the the up close with the Lazio celebrations. I bet
2: he was enjoying himself quite a lot. He was. I, I was. I was very close to to those plays. That's always special to see that post match, and Romagnoli extra special, of course, for he not only after putting in a very good shift as well. But again, you've, we've touched on the, the attacking woes of of Roma. I absolutely agree that the credit has to also go to that quality of Lazio, because we take that South mm. Italian match away from the season that's been. They've conceded five goals in 12 matches. It's it's ridiculous numbers that they're putting up. And and again, to do it without obviously their two class players going the other way, it's They're a team under study which, again, doing what is required to be done, and that's offering another element, another string to their bow, which Mourinho's side at this stage, if they don't even have one string, especially when going forward, it was frustrating to watch. It was really fascinating to watch the differences between the fans throughout the night pitch side as well, because obviously the Roma Kudva, especially in that second half there behind the goal, they were just... For, for once, they were losing a bit of that energy, a bit of that passion, because they really didn't believe, as I said earlier, that something was going to happen. And I know we've touched on it, but I just want to bring up, up the one player who I feel really – he didn't unlock it last night, but he has that quality that potentially Dybala can offer when he returns. And it's my fellow Italian-Australian, Volpato, who came in from the bench last night mm. He just offers something slightly different that those other attackers that started with much more experience just didn't offer last night. And particularly Zaniolo as a player, Tammy as well, who is a little more reliant, obviously, on others to to bring him in. But they were just, again, they were lacking ideas. They were lacking synergy amongst one another. But when Volpato was brought in, obviously limited minutes again, didn't have didn't have a full match to assert himself, but just a lot more precise and confident within what he's trying to achieve, always looking to go forward, always looking to create and bring others into it, and quite clean consistently. And And I felt he did offer something, but, again, not enough around him for that to, to come to lead to a goal or at least a, a, a good opportunity on the night. But I certainly think they will be reliant on a Dybala to return the continual development of a Volpato because for Mourinho at this point, those players are simply lacking and that's why we're seeing absolutely nothing created on the other side, especially against the top six because that's where Mourinho has consistently struggled against the very best in Serie A.
0: I wanted to ask you both, actually, on on this level that you're talking about. Volpato offers something different um, and why Dibala is important. I guess why you realize the importance of Dibala in this is because he elevates the game in the final third. He sort of stitches it together and he can help be the man that sort of brings it all together. But I feel like Roma is like that all over the place and they sort of need a Dybala in every department. Is that is that what it is? Do you feel like sometimes they're a team of individuals, whereas when you see Lazio, even the way that they defend, it's a proper unit that's compact, that defends in a tight, you know, three lines. Mm. And that way there's not enough, there's no pressure really on the back line because they have support from their midfielders, from everyone doing their job. And you, do you think that would be the main problem between Roma and Lazio or the main difference right now is that one is a fully formed team and that can make do with some absences. Whereas Roma, you feel Zaniolo or Volpa or whoever it is, there's always this hero complex there and not enough players like a Dybala to sew everything together.
1: It's, it's definitely doesn't feel, it doesn't feel very sort of knitted together. And and I was thinking about this in terms of, of last season, because of course last season was, was within sort of parameters. It was a successful season. I, I think winning the conference league certainly sort of changed the perception of it, right? Without that, you might've looked and gone, well, it was so, so, but because they won that competition, it meant a lot. And I was thinking how much you know, we talked about it at the time, like how much of Mourinho's great success in that first season was uh, the story that he spanned. Because the, the Conference League mattered in Rome because he because everyone went with him that it mattered. It mattered because all of the fans said it mattered, because all the players said it mattered, because he said it mattered. And everyone agreed that it mattered. And I think it gave the whole environment such a lift. And I think that it probably did mask some of the the things that that weren't right with this team. Of course, you're going to miss a player like and it's worth saying as well, they were missing Pellegrini in this match as well from uh from what the fifty-third minutes. They were missing him for, for most of the second half. And so you're taking a lot of absolute quality out of the team. But I think without those players, certainly you looked at them going forward and there was that sort of waiting for Zagnola to do something. And Zagnola has talent, but it's a deeply individualistic talent which i think is what you're saying mean like you know he's someone who you sort of yeah don't feel like he's part of something it's like get the ball to and he might do something for you and so yeah i get what you're coming at there and and it doesn't i don't know in the end to me it still just comes back to what i said before which is i I don't believe this team knows how to play out in a sort of planned way from the back it knows how to play out by drawing opponents on and, and getting them to overcommit and creating opportunities and Lazio refused to do that, especially after they' scored their goal and and the Roma to me didn't didn't have an answer to. it. i don't know if um, Adriano, if you have a different thought on that
2: no i'm I'm with you there, and I was just going to touch on obviously the fact of comparing uh, which is the the stronger unit, the stronger team it well, the goal showed that the the, the Roma mm. defenders essentially in no man's land and then passing up a, a soft chance out of nowhere. And it's 1-0, it's, it's game over, three points to Lazio. Again, I do, I do feel you're onto something there, Mina, with regards to they do need that additional player in each position to really connect the team. And it's just lacking at this point. And not to just highlight Zaniolo, but he was the one last night that every time he was in possession of the ball, he would try to do things himself, try to create a chance for himself. And then at the last moment, if that opportunity wasn't there to shoot, He would just play a bit of a nothing ball quite consistently and it would be turned over and Lazio would go ahead. And it was, again, that was very frustrating from a Roma perspective to watch up close there and live last night. So, look, I think Mourinho, they've got two more matches now before the break. I think it's important that they respond immediately and then hopefully for their sake they can pick up six points. But there's a lot of work to do. Dybala obviously will go to the World Cup, it's looking likely, Hopefully he comes back fit, but they've got a lot of work to do. If top four is the goal, remember pre-season, in the lead up to the season, people were suggesting Mourinho and Roma were Scudetto contenders. So there's a lot of work to do to live up to anywhere near that level of hype that we saw only a few months ago.
1: Yeah, but of course, so do you think that, that we that, that, that brings in the just brings in the memory now and then, then grabbing you know, me like I, it just brings in the memory that of course Mourinho himself said, "Why are you talking about us as Scudetto contenders? Lazio spent more than us." So. Mourinho um, was always playing that exactly game that.
0: Marina. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, do you think that we should listen to him because Cremonese and Lecce are the only team that's that actually um, spent less than him, or should we look at the fact that CIS, uh, CIES Football Observatory recently? Um, unleashed the the most expensive lineups in Serie A and actually obviously Juventus had the most expensive lineup in their match against Sassuolo they are followed by Napoli in their game against Aras Verona and then guess who Roma (laughs) (laughs) with the most expensive lineup (laughs) intellectual prostitution that highest wage bill (laughs) should we be asking for more (laughs) I don't know because at the same time I kind of feel sorry that he doesn't have Ronaldo. I think that's a huge loss as well in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder yeah. how many of these like absences that they have that would have really ensured better play, at least playing out like as a team. Because I think Ronaldo is a genius, frankly. You know, I think that would have really improved them. And I do, I do think that he hasn't been able to develop much when he's consistently losing players.
1: Ronaldo is a is a great point, Mina, because actually it's a name that doesn't even come into my head because he he got there and didn't play and he was injured right away but you're exactly. right like that was one of the reasons we were excited about Roma this summer he was one of the signings who made you think oh gosh it's a little upgrade yes um, I feel like we could keep going on this game for a long time but we have got some other big games to get to so I just wanted to check is there anything that you guys think we haven't got to that you'd want to mention about this game Man, do you know, I don't know if there's anything from the stadium that you thought was really important to, to pick up before we move on to the,
2: the next big one which is of course Juve Inter
1: was Ileri yeah. Blasi
0: there <laughs> I didn't
2: see (laughs) I didn't see the I did see I did see one Elderman Dybala after the match though. They were just uh, obviously with the with the team as they were making their way out, both looking fit, walking, looking healthy, so a little inside scoop. But no, look, I think we've covered it well. We could talk about it for a long time. But again, for me from a fan perspective, any fans watching on, if you need to put a football match on your bucket list to watch from that fan experience, the atmosphere, this is the one. It's it never gets old watching and always a, a joy to cover.
1: Absolutely, I, I think Ilary Blasi's old news in Rome. If there was going to be anyone for the gossip, yeah. Max uh,
0: Chiara
2: Nasti is probably the one who would be more, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, uh, she, what she, was <laughs> she was being discussed last night a lot. <laughs> I, bet.
0: I I just thought that she might be there to be like showing off the Rolexes that she won't get back to talk to you. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you follow the gossip columns, that's what's being spoken about. <laughs> <laughs> Become a member at patreon.com forward slash hour Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.